Good morning, audio adventurers. This is Talking to Myself, and I'm your host, Michael Stevens. Last week, we joined Ari and Alloin as they mourned the loss of their friend. At nightfall, they returned to Thelgrim's smithy in Alloin's forever home. Let's tune in and see how they're doing in this week's episode. Chapter 12 Know Thy Enemy, Part 1 Morning light trickled into the window. It seemed brighter than usual. Like a renewal, I gazed upon the beams of light and watched the dust particles float like sparkles against the dark hues of the wall behind it. Alan's hair tickled my nose as she was still fast asleep on my chest. I rubbed my face trying not to wake her. After all, we were up late. We had spent most of the night reminiscing on Thelgrim's memory. We drank pints of Centurion cider. Halloween did most of the talking that night. I gave her an ear and a shoulder to cry on. She shared photographs, trinkets, and memories with me so powerful. It almost felt as if Thelgrim was still with us. At the end of the night, she didn't want to be alone. As soon as her head hit my chest that night, she fell fast asleep. My attempt at not waking her was to no avail. She looked up at me and smiled. Thank you, Ari. I haven't slept that good in a while. She said, sitting up. Sometimes you just need to let it all out. Things pile up. Feelings pile up. It's good to unpack things now and then. I'm glad I could be there for you. She smiled when I said this. The cider helped too. How's your head? She giggled and held a palm to her forehead. Feels like a minotaur kicked me. I laughed. Saying, I'll make us all breakfast. Go get the boys. She smirked, patting my chest before getting out of bed. Got it. I groaned, sitting up. I found Alden curled up by the forge. I gave him a pat on the head. Rise and shine, my friend. Must I? It feels as if I broke my antlers. His echoed groans made me laugh. That's why we call it a hangover. It's also why we don't drink an entire barrel of cider. How was I to know? It tasted sweeter than Myrtle Bee's honey. He picked up his head trying to shake off the hangover. It took me a while to find Buford, who apparently made his home in a bread box. We gathered at the large oaken table. Buford sat atop a pepper grinder, using its lever as a tabletop similar to a high chair. Alden laid on the floor, head held high. He was eye to eye with me in my sitting position. Alan gave us all breakfast, serving Buford's on a big blue button. So, Buford, tell me, do you remember things when you were a bogart? I inquired. That's a silly question, but yes, of course. It's similar to a mood swing, or what's the surface of word? Angry? Yes. That's it. He smiled from ear to ear and gave an awkward wink, like someone learning the newest lingo. 
Oh, I get it. Basically, it's like a temper tantrum. Yeah, that's right. Spot on, really. He said, kicking his tiny dangling feet back and forth. Alright then, may I ask you something? Yes, of course. Though I suppose you just did. He grinned. What is it? Well, I'm just curious. How did you end up working for that monster, Alistair? The room fell silent. Alwyn looked down. Alden stopped mid-chew and stared pensively. Hmm, I see. This may come as a bit of a shock, but that gruesome place used to be my home. You see, I was King Darien's butler before his passing. I'm sure we can all assume what happened to him. But it all began when the vortex opened up in the sky above Talmara. He paused, drinking water from a thimble next to his button plate. That weird man with the funny mustache came through and fell right into the courtyard. The guards immediately grabbed him and brought him to King Darien. He had a silver tongue and tricked Darien into letting him free. I didn't trust him from the start, but the king kept his company. Why on earth for? I interrupted. Darien was curious about the surface world, and even more curious about the bangle the stranger had. So was I. I was spying on him one night when the stranger found out what it could do. He was tinkering with it like he did every night, but this time it shot one of those collars out and attached to the king's skull cap. That's how it started. Once the stranger learned what it could do, he used it on Darien and took over his mind. Then he released Alistair. Alden grew increasingly agitated at his brother's name. He ruffled his feathers, snapping up more bull bacon. He abruptly stood and retired back to the forge. You see, he thought Alistair would aid him willingly, but that beast was more devilish and silver-tongued than the stranger. He turned on the stranger, stole the bangle, and captured his mind. He used the stranger like a puppet while he hid in the shadows. Alistair took over the entire kingdom in just days. No one was any wiser. They all thought it was the stranger. He began to look saddened. His legs stopped kicking and he stared at his empty button plate. Silence befell him. Buford, are you okay? Oh yes. It's just he hadn't noticed me for some time. Everyone I knew was gone. Their minds wiped or they were replaced with greedy goblins or those bloodthirsty redcaps. I was stealing scraps like a mouse. Trying to stay hidden, I was so moody and hungry, I was being loud. When I couldn't find a nibble, I was morphing in and out. That's when he caught me. Said he would eat me in one bite if I didn't work for him like I did the king. This washed me with grief and anger. My feelings changed me into a bogart full time. Slowly going mad. That's when your strange friend brought me back. I really ought to thank him, and if I ever see... His voice began to change, and his form began to morph. That no good rhyme fleet bag, I'll rip his feathers out, that slimy death butter. He flipped over his plate, a bogart once more, and sped off, wrecking everything in his path. Hurry, we have to catch him. I looked at Alloin. She nodded and the chase began.